0: 18 plus.
1: All right, so today is April 25th, 2016, and we've got a half an hour with your fosters. And yes, if we need more time, that's fine. So, Chloe, please. She says, who are you? She's very, very wary of new people and strangers is what she tells me. I'm going to say that's fine, but I'll introduce myself. My name is Danielle and I've got your foster people here and they have some questions for you regarding your behavior and anything else you want to share. She says, I don't like people very much. They get in my face. Um, She feels very defenseful when people get too close to her and really she especially says when people put their face close to me she does not like that feeling at all Um, you know she tells me that mm, she feels like she's gotta go on the defense and she will use anything necessary in order to keep people back she says I kinda like to go things at do things at my own pace when I ask what does that mean and um, she says well I like to approach people when I want to approach them and sometimes that isn't very often and when people approach you, she says, well, I watch them mostly. She says, I don't see myself as a mad or as a mean cat, she says, but I do have a, a streak where when you're in my territorial zone around my body, she says, I will act out. Um, and interesting, when she acts out, that isn't always purely self-defense. There is pure aggression and anger in her when she launches herself out. Okay. Okay. All right, what's your first question for her?
0: Um, so you, I think you've kind of covered some of them. Well, she's kind of covered some of them. Um, our first question is what happens to you when you become aggressive?
1: Yeah, so let's break it down even further. So, Chloe, what happens when you become aggressive? She says, I become like a tiger. I will hunt even I will lash out with my paws and she admits she'll even race a little bit it feels like after the person um, and when I ask what is the racing about it's kind of like lunging forward um, when I ask why why do you do this out of curiosity she says well she says I get so angry and agitated and worked up it becomes very intense for me when I ask her and, and it is pure aggression it's anger it's um She's very, very confident in herself during these uh, attacks. She does admit when asked, what's the thought pattern that creates your emotions? Because, you know, we first have thoughts that creates our emotion, which then leads to the behavior. So what's the thought in being aggressive in the first place? She says, people don't respect my my place, my space. Um, And how far away would you like people to be? She says, I'll let them know when they can come closer. Um, Why are you so protective about your space? She keeps bringing me to her hind end. She tells me that there is a spot of weakness behind the back right, I wanna say it's behind the back right hip uh, area. It's the upper thigh, back portion of the upper thigh on the right side. Um, She shows me an image and she calls it a shot. She got a shot, okay, she got a shot here once, like an injection. When I ask, what is this about? I hated them. What did you hate? She hated the shot, but she hated the people that forced her like a laboratory animal is how she puts it. That's how severe of um, a reaction, a victim reaction she had in that moment. Um, She says, I hate that they inflict pain on me. People do. She, um, oh boy. Okay. I'm going to back up with her a minute. When I ask people, what's your take on people as a, a human race in general, as a species? I don't trust you all very much. You've not all been very kind to me. What about the people who are fostering you? Um, she does like you both. Feels like she likes one of you more so than the other. I'm not getting a name hit. I think I lost you. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what did you hear last?
0: Um, that she didn't like being injected and she didn't like that she was forced and held down and she felt like a laboratory
1: animal. Yes, thank you. And so she actually was in in a strong emotional output of hate in that moment with people. And um, at the moment we got disconnected, I was asking her, how do you feel about humans as a species in general? Because that's kind of something we need to know. And she was saying that she doesn't trust all of us. She's also indicating me that she's more comfortable with one of you gang, one of you gals, more so than the other. And I'm not really getting a hit on who, which one. Um, I don't really tend to get names of animals or people anyway, but she says that she's got a little bit more comfortableness with one of you over the other. And when I asked, well, aren't these gals nice to you? They've been trying to help you feel more peaceful in your body, Um, so maybe you can get adopted someday. Uh, she really has zero interest in getting adopted. Um, She has zero interest in people. She can take us or leave us. She knows we're about all we're good for is um, for food. Where does this animosity come from, Chloe? When she was a kitten, there was a human male who took her small body, I want to say she was about two months old at that time, and placed it on the side of a uh, a piece of wood, I want. it might have been a wooden table when asked, what was this about? He was playing with me, taunting me, and I would get so angry. And he would laugh when I, she shows me herself, getting up, hissing and spitting as a tiny kitten. And, and she feels the human, the male, found that very amusing. Now, I don't get the human male was um, injuring her, but, I mean, he wasn't definitely being kind, but he, he wasn't purposely abusing her. or It doesn't fall under that category for me. Um, but for her, she had immense animosity from that moment on. Like, people think they can overpower me, and it's not kind. I used to be a tiger in another lifetime. I was never overpowered then. Okay. Um. um what do you want to ask or say to her?
0: I want to tell her that I'm sorry. When she was aggressive, not... Yeah, well, when she was aggressive, where she actually was able to attack a couple of days ago, um, she launched onto my leg and bit me, and I grabbed her off my leg and threw her so that there was time for the adopter who was viewing her to get away. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say sorry, because I know that I hurt her in that moment, and I know that I broke a lot of trust between us, and I know that she doesn't fully trust me anymore. And I'm re- if you can just explain to her that I'm really sorry that I hurt her, but I had to do it so that... Okay. there's a chance that she doesn't
1: be put down you know okay yeah i hear you she hears what you're saying let me um is there anything about that chloe you don't understand um she says no you know what happens to her she says is it's like a switch goes off in her mind and she shows me being i want to say two feet away from you in that moment and it's like she gets triggered and she it's almost like she's not herself yeah. I want to go to the universe for this one. Hold on one second. Universe, please. Truth, how many beings, how many souls do we have operating this body named Chloe? Oh, okay, it is just one. Okay, I just want to make sure we didn't have any other beings in competition for the vehicle, the body, but we don't. It is just one. Yeah. Chloe, Um, tell me more about why you did that, gripped onto her. She says, well... She says, I was agitated, and when I get agitated, I redirect my aggression on an object, usually a living thing, if it's available. Um, And she wants to apologize for throwing you, but she had to get you off her body. She was doing self-protection for her body. Do you understand this? She says she does, and you're right, she's miffed at you. When I ask, um, do you ever have people miffed at you though, Chloe, for behaving and biting and injuring their bodies? She says, oh, yeah. She says, I'm very good at keeping people away. What do you want for yourself under these conditions, Chloe? Do you want help from these people? Or because you're you're possibly going to be euthanized because of your behavior and the biting that can, you know, um, you know, it's pretty final. Of course, you can come back around as a spirit. But what do you want for yourself? She wants to thank the two of you for your utmost patience in her. She also wants to thank you for giving her her own space, her own room. She values her own space. She's um, not a cat who has this desire for too much touch, as well. Um, there is a wild streak in her that is very much like she says I'm very much like a wild lion living in a domestic setting, and to she says, when I get agitated or I feel pain um, at times. And she says, sometimes I feel pain in my chest. What is that about, Chloe? Uh, it feels like it is a physical twinge. Um, whatever chemicals, these are probably vaccines, whatever chemicals this cat has ever had introduced to her body is, um, for her particular body vehicle itself, is feels like very incompatible. It feels like it has had chemical changes uh, in the way, I wanna say the way her brain operates, the way she thinks. Um, I wouldn't say they are toxins or poisons to her, like some people or animals can be, you know, find toxicity to certain vaccines and uh, frontline and stuff like that. But with that said, it does feel like it has altered her and she associates any sort of injection or shot, um, well, with old past memories of the prior same, and as a result, she really has, you know, there's very little desire in this cat to change. And I have to be honest. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's exactly how I feel as well.
1: Yeah.
0: But she, she's more afraid of feel, living in fear than she is of death. And Are living you? this life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Living this life when asked, well, if you stayed in body, what would your life look like that you would want where ideally you could not injure people? She would want to be just left alone, let outside, quite honestly, um, so that she could live the wildlife. She feels like she's being like a bug captured in a jar. She's being stuck, um, held, captured. She feels, isolated is not the right word, confined is and this for her her inability to stretch out and be outside and i know you guys don't have a say on that cuz she's your foster but i'm just relaying what she's saying but she says to be unable to prowl like a wild thing like a wild tiger and get away from you humans and do my own thing she says is very she says it's very boring it's very agitating i feel like i can't get away from you all um it's not that she has pure hate for people cuz she doesn't it's just mostly mistrust, distrust. You know, is your um, facility, your nonprofit, at all open to putting her in a feral cat situation, colony, something of the sort?
0: She's had problems with other cats before. Ah. But she hasn't got on with other cats.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and she's never lived... We have that we can place cats in barn situations where they can live outside and not have to be around people. But the thing is, she seeks human attention. Uh, she she comes up and she rubs up against your legs and she she loves to be up in your arms and being held. Okay. And she like she'll come and she'll sleep under the covers with me. You know. Mm-hmm. She she does like as much as she doesn't as much as she does mistrust humans. She does also seek out affection. Okay. And being in a barn situation, there would be people around. So I my fear is that she would go up to the people. They wouldn't address her in the right way, and she would attack them.
1: I see, okay, okay. So let me see how she feels about that because if you could end up finding a private barn situation where you told the person, you know, maybe it was just a small couple or one, two horse barn where it's not a stable facility, but more like a smaller. Let me just see where she'd stand on that to begin with, Chloe. What kind of, would you like a lifestyle like that? She says, I'd love to prowl. I'd love to be outside. I would be more nurtured by the outdoors and more relaxed, able to get my, she says, aggression out, so you do like attention and affection at times? She says, it's all I've ever known. She says, see, there's a part of me, she says, that has a heart. Now she shows me, if you've ever watched um, that cartoon, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, uh, animals can go into an animal communicator and basically re- pull out our memories and what we've seen in the past. She's showing me the image of the Grinch's heart being very small. And she says, I have a small heart like this. What does that mean, Chloe? she says I have a heart that wants to grow into love she says but there's so much distrust and mistrust between me and people she says I don't think I can do it successfully she says I want the kind of lifestyle where I have an indoor excuse me no an outdoor lifestyle where I can come and go as I please where I can have people feed me put food down she says and yes for me to hang out around them I don't want to be, um, you don't want to be indoors. She says, no, she, she has to get out and get away from others. She's very sensitive, believe it or not, um, yeah. to energy. What else she is sensitive yeah. to? She says to the way people think about her, talk about her. Um, yeah. She When you guys get agitated, chaotic, or... Um, oh I want to say angry yourselves or upset or worry it's like she says that in some of those times some of those emotions will trigger her your own anger will trigger her your own frustrations will trigger her it's like she's like a very big big mirror for um, those particular emotions she says I'm not supposed to be inside I'm supposed to be outdoors
0: yeah yeah that's yeah that's exactly what I feel with her as well that she would benefit from being outdoors to get out that aggression yeah but I don't feel secure that her being outdoors is enough for her not to be triggered into an aggressive attack and when she does attack she does not stop like she put the adopter in hospital okay and i mean uh yeah i don't know it's not fair to put someone else in that situation.
1: okay um let me ask her anything else. What do you want your fosters to know about you that they've maybe misunderstood or don't know about you to begin with? She says, I don't mean to be mean. She She's told me this twice now, Someone asked ask her, what does this mean? She says, I've been born into the wrong body. What does that mean? She says, I was supposed to be born outside. She feels there was an accidental last minute switch. What does that mean, Chloe? Where it's like she ended up going into a domestic cat kitten, kitten's body, um she took the wrong vehicle so you have a spirit who doesn't want to be in this particular body living this particular lifestyle Um, she's content right now actually with the beautiful body she has but it's mostly the lifestyle that she feels she can never adjust to Unless there was a home, you know, she is bringing this up. If there was a home setting where somebody had like a mansion and this cat could roam it, the, almost the equivalent of being outdoors because there would be space to roam and places to go and people she could get away from, um, it feels like she would very much mellow out. You know, sometimes it's, uh, she's like a wild squirrel. Um, you know, sometimes we humans take the wild ones and we try to domesticate them. And, you know, they're fine for a while and then they turn on us because all their emotional needs aren't getting that. Her, as best, to, you guys are doing your absolute best and I really want to honor you and say that. Um, but for her, her emotional needs can never be satisfied in this kind of setting with you guys, yeah. with this home. We, com-
0: we completely agree. Yeah. And that's exactly how we feel as well. That she's not an indoor cat, she's not happy, but we just, I think what we're finding difficult is what would she prefer that like, that, I, I don't believe that there is the option for her to be in like a mansion type house where she's not going to be triggered by anything. I I still feel that if she's in a mansion type house with people around that she's still going to be triggered by things and she's still going to get into the situation where she is going to attack because I do completely feel that it is a switch. It's it, once something triggers her, she is not herself. She, she, her conscious self where she can reason leaves her body and all that's left is her wild self. And when, if that happens she will be put down which means you know and probably not in a nice way it will be completely traumatic for her so does she prefer that she get does she prefer that she is euthanized now so that she can leave this body and her spirit can be free and she can come back again and hopefully get the right vehicle for her or does she want us to keep trying to work on on that on those triggers so that she might be able to get into a home I mean for me personally and for working with her for so long and I'm kind of psychic in a way and I feel like I really connect with her and I hear her I just don't feel like I have the ability to talk with her and converse with her but yeah. I hear her and she you know, she tells me that she's, she's not happy and that she's uncomfortable and that it triggers and I just don't feel like she will ever not be able not be able to control that and not be able to not attack people when she's put in a position that she feels that she has to defend herself
1: Okay, sure. So let's let's look at both those scenarios. So, Chloe, do you want to be released from your body at this time? Have your spirit set free to re-choose again? Uh, she says no. When I ask why the no, she says because these people are really trying. When I ask what do you want, do you want to keep trying with them? She says no, don't want that either. Okay, and why no to that? She says because they already know I'm going to be unsuccessful in this environment. They know the environment is too small. For me yeah. to shift. She says, what I desire, and, and she shows me, uh, she is showing me now the outdoor barn situation. You know, I don't know if there's any fosters, this is me talking now, um, any fosters in your group who have, you know, that kind of indoor-outdoor setting situation. Um, I've seen animals completely shift gears when their emotional needs get met. I, I I've seen I've talked with cats that have been totally wild, do the Jekyll and Hyde switch like you see her do. That when their needs get met, the Jekyll part doesn't come back again. So I mean she, I can't guarantee or don't know if she's one of those cats, but I've seen it happen and and so I know it's possible for some. When I ask her honest awareness on Chloe, if you got your emotional needs met outdoors and you saw people and you got triggered by a person. You know, then what would you choose? She says, I'd probably choose to walk away from them. I'd probably growl and hiss, but I'd leave. She says, because I would have a place to go. In a house, she says, there's no place to hide. So I have to attack them to make them get back. Her her point of... um offense behavior is to try to get you back 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 away from her space her territory and it's not so much she's like it's not like she's a dog to being territorial or a bone or you know in this case a space around her body it's more like I only have as Chloe so much room around me in my body around my body in this space and she says I need to create a sense of safety around me so I need everybody out it's like she can't handle it. it's like she goes into overwhelm
0: she's attacked people in their sleep before so they're not they're not even conscious and she's full on attacked and bitten them and ripped them apart.
1: Let me ask her about that so what was going on there she says I saw their movements my hunter skills which are very high she has a strong hunting predator instinct Uh, she says we're in play so I don't get she was trying to play with the person breathing and moving but she saw the movement and it It did. It stimulated that strong predator, prey drive within her. And I see her going after. And, yes, I don't get she was in her logical mind of real life. Well, she knew it was a person. She knew who it was, but it's like it didn't click for her that, oh, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. She's like a wild fox who... Can never be tamed even if she does like touch now and then she's just got such a wild streak through her yeah yeah,
0: yeah. okay thank you i thank think you. that's I some
1: stuff yeah. all right so i thank you chloe as well for talking with us all right so which one next
0: um can we do pickle next please Claire?
1: yeah absolutely all right so pickle please Alright. She's very sweet. She tells me she's a good girl, nice girl. She likes, um, (laughs) okay, you know how, like, cats will sometimes rub the side of their face up against your hand? She shows me this cat-like behavior with the side of her face. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, Pickle, your foster people have questions for you. She's ready to answer them. (laughs) What's your first one?
0: Um, why does she hurt herself?
1: Yeah, and this is the leg specifically?
0: Yeah, mostly the legs. Mostly the legs. She has something around her neck when she's been forced to wear a collar
1: by the vet. Oh, I see. Okay. So, um, Pickle, may I ask you, why do you hurt your own body, your own legs? Let's look at that specifically. She says, I'm very sensitive too. She says, I get very, she says, um, what is this? There are certain smells in the air that agitate her. Uh, I smell the scent of, to me, it smells like natural flowers. Like um, if somebody had a bouquet in a house or a vase with flowers in it, I see um, the scent of flowers wafting through the screen. When I ask, why would this agitate you? This is natural. She says it's not natural to me. Tell me more. What else creates this behavior of... She, she does. She puts her beak around the, I want to say, the area where the fur and the base of the leg comes out, especially. Um what's going on tell me more about this why why um she says i do it she says when i'm nervous not when she's in fear she's not really a fearful little girl she's pretty outgoing sweet and calls herself special um hold on let me sit with her for just a second in silence i want to go in her body with her if she's okay with that and feel it She says there's sometimes that I have to self mutilate myself because I don't know what else to do. Um, yeah. It's not boredom per se that creates this, but it is, and it's not loneliness. But it's a lot of it is. She feels I'll I'll use the word. She feels alone. She feels solo. She feels like she's the last bird alive, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, don't the people offer you? Does, is that are, are the people? enough socialization for you she says no she's lonely and in grief over hmm who did you lose feels like there was one other of a, a similar type bird might have been smaller than her in stature um yep. and that bird got she says it, it's a loss to her so the bird may have died
0: yeah we had another she's with a bird now but she was with another love bird before
1: okay and
0: they were nesting and they ripped apart a part of the gypsum board on the wall, and they got behind the wall to build a nest, and he fell down and got trapped behind the wall and died. Okay. And we ripped the whole, the whole wall apart to get him out, but by the time we'd got to him, he was dead.
1: Does this have anything to do with your self-mutilation? She says yes, it's her grief. She didn't know what to do then, and to this day, she doesn't know what to do. The other bird that you have in the home, um. I get she, you know, she telepaths with it, you know, talks with it mentally at times, but it's not the same, she says. It's not the same. So you're in grief. She has moments of grief, but she's still a very optimistic little girl. She's happy a lot. She chortles. So um, it's not like you would see her hanging her head and being depressed in a corner. But see, the grief is still there on and off. How can we help you? Well, do you want help, Pickle? Or do you want to keep the grief she says i want help how can your fosters help you give me another is it is it impossible for the bird rescue to pair her up with another
0: we yeah see that was one of going to be one of our questions does she feel bullied by the other bird because we feel like the other bird isn't the right match for her but we've spoken to the vet the vet about it um who works for the rescue and sees her a lot because of her self-mutilation and the, um, the other vet said, like, you know, she thinks that they're a good match. But we've not felt like they are a good match. But then it would be difficult to separate them now because then we'd have to send one away because they're free flying. Okay. So
1: them to another room to separate them. I see. What's the name of this other bird and what colouring is it? Because I want to ask Pickle all, what we need to know about her feelings and relationship towards the other bird.
0: So she's the same as Pickle, but bigger and yellow. And she's called Chucky.
1: Okay, and is she a lovebird type too? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, Pickle, what's your relationship with Chucky? She says we're polite together. She says Chucky likes me more than I like her, but I do call her my friend. Um, she says Chucky is friendly too, a little bit more shy than me when it comes to people. She says Chucky really likes me. So, now that you've got Chucky, is there any place in your heart where Chucky can suffice in satisfying or at least helping you with the grief? She says, no, no. Chucky can't do anything. Chucky's a girl. So if Chucky was a boy, then how would you feel? She shows me cozying up to Chucky. She says, "Um, I'm looking for my buddy, my mate. Now, even if they brought in a male lovebird who was friendly towards you, would that allow you to let go of mutilating your legs and the grief. She says, I think because I'd be nesting again. All she wants is to nest and sit on eggs. It's interesting. It's like, she says I want babies, but see I don't see actually any babies. <laughs> I just see eggs. That's She doesn't yeah. give me well, the.
0: Because they're both girls, they have unfertilized eggs. So they've been sitting on the same eggs. They've been doing this for pretty much the whole time we've had them. Um pickle didn't try to nest when she was they they started to try and nest when she was with our other bird georgie okay and then georgie died yeah and then um when we brought home chucky which was who was confirmed a girl um yeah they they started nesting straight away and pickle fills the role of the typical male i guess and chucky fills the role of the typical female chucky sits on the eggs and pickle builds the nest and it kind of seems like pickle is chucky's slave and if Pickle doesn't go fast enough. She gets shouted at by Chucky. And there are times when they love each other and they snuggle up together and they'll sit on the eggs together. But I do feel like Chucky kicks Pickle out of the nest to go and do her male job.
1: Okay, so tell me about this role Pickle. Fill in the blanks, what we need to know. I'm tired of being the male. Um, I wanna be the girl and I want a boy mate and I wanna raise eggs. Um, do you want them to become actually hatchable babies? Is that your point, your purpose? She says, that would be nice. Um, when I ask, what if they ended up swapping fake eggs or taking them out so that there weren't more lovebirds? She says, at least I'd have my male. She's looking for somebody to love who is yeah. a male lovebird. Um, yeah, it's never going to work because Chucky's a female.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think in Chucky's mind it's working, but in Pickle's mind it's not working.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, let me just see if there's anything else that we're missing around this. So Pickle, any other reasons why you self-mutilate the fur and feathers around your upper legs or anywhere else on your legs? She says, I just get agitated. I get frustrated at times. Um, I try not to take off too many hairs. She's referring to the feathers around the base, around the legs. She does admit to cutting herself, though, with her beak. Um, on her legs, I see a little, like, like a, a cat scratch on a human arm, the equivalent of something like that when I ask, what is... She's,
0: yeah, she's torn off whole pieces of flesh.
1: Okay, what is this? I get so frustrated. But see, she's not frustrated herself. She's frustrated she can't have what she wants, which is, well, being the girl and sitting on the eggs. Um, let me just... What if you were to switch roles? If Chucky was cool with you being... acting like the female, and Chucky... Chucky would never do that. Okay. Okay. Um... What else do you want to ask her?
0: Um, does she want us to spend more time with her? We've tried spending more time with her because she, like, she doesn't like anything to do with hands. Um, she's only recently started to land on me after if I would say 10 months. Okay. Um, she didn't want anything to do with being near people before that. She was just terrified of people. I think she likes being in the presence of people but not actually having any physical contact. Does she want us to spend more time with her? Would that make her happier without the premise of being touched?
1: Okay. Or does she
0: like us not being around as much?
1: She says, what I really want is a male of my kind. And I'm going to ask her, okay, we've got that information. I want to thank you for that. And what about their question, though? Do you want them to hang out with you more, be around you more without touch? Uh, It's really not necessary. Nope. Not needed. Not necessary. Um, You guys are going to never as humans be able to at all get emotionally as close as she's seeking another male of her kind to be. She even puts Chucky a lot closer to herself relationship um, emotional wise too. Even though she does say, you know, the relationship isn't perfect um, than you guys. So yeah, it's uh, how do you feel about these humans? She says you're very nice and she appreciates the space that you guys gift her with and yet she says she's not emotionally content. Um, When I asked, do you need anything more in your environment to enrich your life, or maybe even pose as a distraction? Whatever um, types of foods, I wanna say it's a food that lovebirds can eat safely, where she can pick out the seeds, Um, she can really kind of pull it apart, this is what she's looking for. Um, I keep getting an image of like a pear and you know how they got seeds in the center and, and kind of putting a slice there and letting her pick out the seeds. It's like that idea of having something she can dig into and pick out. I'd, again, I don't know if pears are safe for lovebirds, but that is the impression she's giving me, something like that. And it's edible and sweet.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: anything else around that? She says, nope, that's about it. Um, Uh, let me just check with her so the male bird that passed george georgie um where do you stand grief wise how 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 deep is your grief it's a level five okay so the grief scale i use in this case zero to ten zero is no grief so it's still pretty strong when he first died she couldn't get to him she was frustrated she couldn't get down to him um yeah And she tells me she was flustered about that, and he wouldn't come up to me, she says. And there was nothing that she could do. And I see her hanging around the hole in the wall area, like around the vicinity. Um, And he asked her to help, and she couldn't help. And she says, I hang my head. I couldn't help him. Um, I'm going to ask her, have you forgiven yourself, Pickle? For, you know, the, the the way that things happened. It just is what it is. It's in the past. It's undone and over with. But have you forgiven yourself for what you couldn't do? She says she has not. Um, does it serve you to not let go of it or would it serve you to let go? She says, I know it would serve me to let go, but I can't do that till I have another male partner. She says, I'm here, she says, to be a breeding mother, to sit on eggs of my own. She feels it's very much... Um, I get she's talking from the instinctual part of her um, yeah. versus the purpose part. But when I ask, what is your purpose in being on this planet at this time? She says to be a bird and to love my mate. Okay, so that's her purpose. And she cannot love the little yellow bird at all in the way that she's come here to love. So she's frustrated. Okay.
0: we w- Can you tell her that we will get her another bird...
1: They will get you another... A male? Will you get her a male?
0: Yeah, it, it just might take some time and it might mean that she has to move okay. and not be here.
1: Okay, but. okay. It might take some time to get another male and it might mean that you have to relocate to where the male bird is or some other place where the male bird would be. How do you feel about leaving in order to receive the male bird? She shows me flying away from your place, like, happily. Like, okay, her heart is all into the male bird idea. Yep. Okay,
0: and how does she feel about living in a cage because the likelihood that there are very few people who will have, un, you know, pooping everywhere birds free-flying. So is she okay with living in a cage if that means she could have her mail?
1: Okay, yep, great question. So how about that pose that way, Pickle? Um, yeah, yeah, she would be okay. Just make sure it's, a, or at least put your two cents in that it's a spacious cage but if she yeah. has her male, and she can nest with her male, and her male, she says, is kind to her, and she can... She's very, very... Was very lovey with Georgie. So she um, has a very, very sweet, affectionate side towards the male. And if the male is willing to accept that side of her, and not all males yeah. of her kind would, but if you find the right match, she says, I will gladly live in a cage.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. Is there any way of kind of knowing who that male could be, you know, like, in terms... Of- yeah. Does does higher self know who she's supposed to be with, and has an image of that bird, so we can kind of narrow it down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do I hear just, you. Um, let me go and ask. So, she says almost any male who has been with a female before and liked okay. them will work. So maybe one, uh, maybe a male that even if it's older, somebody who's lost its partner, and you know was known to be kind to its previous yeah. female. And she keeps showing me why an older. She showed me like a, a one that might even be very, very old, like grandfatherly age, and she's even okay with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, that's good. She's not picky.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so I don't think we even need the higher self because she's pretty clear. <laughs> Excellent. I mean,
0: there's probably that exact bird sat at the vet office right now. And that's Yeah. That's, that's where this is.
1: Yeah, and you could even start out by putting their cages side by side. And let me ask her, is there a sign you can give the people that if you like the bird, the love bird, the male, in the other cage side by side, of how will they know? She says, I'll hang out near the side of the cage. If I don't like him, I'll be on the opposite side of the cage and, 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 like, we'll ignore him as if he's not even in the room. Okay. All right. Good to know. And is
0: there any possibility of her living with Chucky and a male... Or okay. does that mean
1: that Chucky has to go once we get a male, or she goes to a male, you know? Yeah, okay, so let me see. So how about that pickle? So if you live with a male lovebird, could Chucky fit in that scenario? No Chucky. No okay. Chucky. No no Chucky. I'm ask out of here, because it's supposed to be two. It's supposed to be a pair, she says. You'd be willing to give up Chucky for a male... She would leave Chucky in the dust for a male. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. All I got was hell yes. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: because Chucky's hand tame, she can get along with people. Okay. And Pickle doesn't she doesn't want people, she wants birds. So that's
1: awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thank you, Pickle. <laughs> Very good. All right, we're at thirty seven minutes. So you wanna just do the other uh, half an hour? Yeah, for be awesome. Tia. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pickle. And let me call Tia in. Tia, please. Okay. My goodness, you gals attract sensitive animals. (laughs) We
0: are sensitive beings also.
1: Okay. There you go. That's probably why. All right. So, Tia, please. Um, She just gives me the impression she is sensitive like a sponge. She's a cat whose feelings can get hurt. Very quickly, yep. um she can become sad very quickly as well. um I'm gonna let you guys pose the first question because she can i mean she she definitely wants to speak. Where do you want to begin? Are
0: you happy with us
1: Tia Are you happy with Chico and Rebecca? um she is it's fine. She feels she has her own home here, but she calls it half a home. I have half a home here. Why half a home? She says, cause the others aren't allowed upstairs. So I, it must just be that separation, you know, separating her from the others. Um, when asked, yeah. are you okay with that arrangement? Cause it is what it is. Um, she says, it's okay. Yes, I'm okay with it. When I asked, would you wish it be a different way? I need my space. I cannot be attacked, she says. Um, she's referring to Chloe. She knows of yeah. Chloe's ways. Um, And it feels like Tia is just so soft and so gentle, and she feels way older than eight years old in her body.
0: She's an old soul, 100%
1: old soul. Um, It's that, but I want to say she acts and has the energy of like an 11-year-old cat in an eight-year-old body. Um, and that's yeah. not just old soul energy. That's she. Fe- she physically feels like an old girl. Um, I don't know if they've got her. Her. Do you think they got your age wrong, Tia? Eight. She says no. My age is right. Um, she says I'm a little older than eight, but she. She really says she. Mm. She says I do. I feel like I just want to lay around on soft spots and eat when I want to <laughs> eat and get soft pets on top of my head. And I don't require very much. I'm not needy. She says I'm just an easygoing gal looking for. Well, she's got it. A soft place to land
0: um what can we do to make her happier
1: okay what can your fosters do to make you happier you know she would find it of interest for you to open the door to the room that she's in she'd like to sit at the threshold of the open door poke her head around see what's out there um i really don't i don't get a huge curiosity to going down um so is she upstairs is that correct
0: yeah, she's upstairs with us and the dogs, and all the rest of our foster animals are downstairs. Okay, okay. But she's very emotional, and she gets very lonely very quickly. So by having her upstairs, she can hear us even when we're not re- around her, and she seems to do a lot better with
1: that. Okay, Um, she agrees. Yes, having the upstairs is my space and my abode where she feels safe. Um, But yeah, she wants to have that door open so she can peek and be a bit curious about the downstairs without really without going downstairs. Um, So it's all about looking. Um, Okay, so anything else they can do to make you happier? She's content. When I ask her, you tell me you're content. Tell me, are you happy? And tell me ways that you demonstrate you're happy. She says, well, when I'm happy, I eat. When I'm sad, I don't. She says that has been very blatantly clear to multiple people, not just you guys, that that's how she operates. Um, She is bringing up the urination that you had mentioned uh, when you booked. Uh, Okay, so in the place where she was put for a very short period of time, maybe, I don't know, a week, eight days, something like that, um, she tells me while she was there, the urination happened because she says, I was upset. I wasn't being understood. They wanted to pet me and love me, but they didn't know. Oh, I didn't even hear that the call dropped again. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) We were at the point where she was saying um, that she doesn't eat she doesn't eat. Yeah. She's when
1: people. Right, right, right. So when she's sad, she doesn't eat. She was also telling me about the reason why she urinated around the house when she was adopted out for maybe, I don't know, it feels like a short stint, I want to say about eight days or so. Um, but when she was there, she says, they didn't understand me. People would pet me, treat me like a nice gal. It feels like the people were very nice towards her, but she feels like she wasn't understood. In what way were you not understood? She said, they didn't see me as who I am. And what is that? as a sensitive soul and said they saw me as a cat and they wanted to offer me affection and attention and then they would leave the house and I would get lonely and I'm not good at being alone I get sad I get depressed when I'm alone she says much like a human person who lives by themselves would get lonely at times so you're right she really does get lonely I I've ex- encountered this with dogs before but rarely a cat Um, where is this coming from what is the origin please of this thought process you get lonely Tia okay do you guys know anything about her history did her prior person die yeah this is what it's about Tia tell me about this please when they left their body she said she was alone she shows me that she was alone for I want to say three days by herself um, she might have been in the same house, I'm not sure if the person died at home or not, but she shows me herself being isolated in a home by herself. I do see food out, but she says, I didn't feel like eating. I felt very lonely. Um, did, did you understand why that person had to leave their body? She gives me the impression they might have been sick. Um, and Tia, where, where are you in your healing or grief process regarding that prior individual? She shows me herself putting her nose up in the air, trying to be strong. And she says, I've just held it in my chest. She says, I hold it in my heart space. I've locked that grief into my body. I try not to look at it. But see, when people leave me alone in the house, okay. When she was in the shelter environment, when people would leave for the day, you know, closing the shelter up type of thing, um, going elsewhere, she again felt alone. And the fact that there were other animals in the shelter offered no... um. It didn't satisfy it. It was like they weren't even there. She she did not get any consolation uh, from them. It did not fill the gap. And she says, I felt unused and unwanted. She did not feel abandoned. I want to be clear. People may have think thought in the past that maybe she felt abandoned, and that's why she goes through these non-eating episodes, and that's why she gets depressed. It's not that. These These moments of depression are because she feels unused, unutilized. In what way do you want to be used or utilized? I want to be part of the family, she says. She even, to this day with the two of you, she still shows me this gap, like she's friendly with you guys. You've invited her to her family, but not formally. And because she's not formally part of your family, because she knows she's a foster, she cannot bond, she says she cannot and will not bond to the two of you until you fully accept her as part of the family. (laughs) You're gonna see more of a change I, I sense in her behavior you guys the moment you sign those papers. Okay. Um, do you guys want to say to her anything on that? I mean, she... Would
0: she be happy with other people if they understood her and if she was a part of their family and spent more time with her?
1: Okay, sure. So all of that, Tia, if all of that was offered, they spent more time with you, Part of your, you were part of their family, and they understood you. No, I want to stay right here, she says. I'm done playing the merry-go-round game of trying people out. I'm done with that. She says next time around, she'll just stop eating completely, and then she'll become famished thin, and she'll die. <laughs> when I ask her, Tia, truth, um, living with these fosters, is there any part of you that wants to die still? I mean, is that... I want to know if that's there, and if so, how strong it is, that desire. She says it's not here now. Okay. She keeps it in a holdout. It's like she keeps that idea behind a closet. It's available for her anytime she wants to open the closet door, that out, that not eating phase, um, to get out of her body. She knows she can create death for herself through starvation. Um, But I get she doesn't have a desire to do it as long as she's with you guys. She's done trying out other homes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, mean, we pretty much knew that that was her stance on it, but we just wanted to see if there was a way that she could kind of... we want the best life for her, and she's not having the best life when she's not a part of our family, and we physically can't have her as a part of our family because one of our dogs is high prey drive. So could you explain, could you ask her if she would ever be comfortable living with the dogs?
1: Yeah, would you ever be comfortable living with the dogs? She says no. No, yeah. she likes to have her own space. Um, one of them is too hyperactive, jumpy, moves around a lot, busy bee energy wise. Um, She says she doesn't trust that one. Um, It needs walks a lot. She says, not my type. She's just a soft, gentle soul. Um, Let me ask her this. So Tia, if you were to describe your most ideal home environment, which I know the universe would hear your description and therefore could potentially bring forth that ideal person and environment, would you be open to trying, trying it? Would you be open? Um, she says, maybe. Would you be willing to tell us what your ideal is then? She says, are they going to listen? She wants know if the two of you are going to listen. Of course they will, because they're all ears right now. She says, I want to hear it from them. Becky, she wants to hear from you specifically. Are you willing to truly listen to what I ask for? Yes. Yep. We're listening. Both of them say yes. So what what would you like? She wants a soft bed to lie on, human bed to lie on. She would want the ability to go in any room that she ended up choosing as her own because she, she's a bit of a hermit. It's kinda like when she gets comfortable with one room or one space, it's like uh, that becomes the, the, the cave, <laughs> the spot for her. So she would want that. In other words, she's gotta have a person or people who are not going to demand that they have an affectionate cat who follows them around the house like a dog and who jumps on counters and jumps on their lap. And it's kinda like they're gonna have to probably go to her to visit her in her open-doored room and she would like access to the whole house but she wants to choose it. When I asked, tell me more about the type of person or personality you would want. She'd like, she'd like a single gal. She's more into women than men. Men don't understand me. She, she's given up on men. Why is that? Men leave me. Um, was her prior person who passed? Do you guys know a man or a woman? A woman it was a woman so anything that we need men don't understand me okay so I just wanted to check alright so yep a woman when I asked at a particular age somebody who is gonna be home a lot during the day is way more important to her than an actual age So somebody that might work from home or being elderly person Um, and tell me more about what your needs would be for them to meet your needs emotionally really just people who are going I, I I get stand corrected, not people, a person who would really just let her do what she wants and who's come who kinda wants a cat but doesn't want a needy cat and doesn't want a cat in their face and a cat who's going to do more than kind of share company. She says, I feel like I'm an old woman who wants to share company with another old woman. I wonder if there's an assisted living program or something. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, where, we're, who knows, there's somebody who would just want to take her in and let her coexist, basically, without a lot of um, demands from her. Uh, she wants soft food, too. Okay. Anything else? What about your body? How's your body doing, Tia? My body's fine. Is is there any medical reason, Tia, or is it just emotional depression that sets you off in these not eating episodes? Oh, she says it's 100% emotional. Um, Have you guys ever had her uh, diagnosed with anything, pancreatitis, or anything that the vet has discovered was physical? She had
0: quite extensive, we got quite extensive tests done when we first got her. Um, She's got a chronic UTI, very low-level UTI, um, which the vet said she will just always have from her, I think, from the times she, once her human died, she went to live with the human's daughter, and the, the daughter had her own kids, two toddlers, and they were scared that she would be aggressive towards the kids, so they had her declawed, surgically declawed. Um okay. which was one of the questions we wanted to ask if she has any pain in her paws still, and if there's anything she wants to do about that pain, or she just wants it left alone.
1: Okay, absolutely. Um, Let's stop there for a second and ask that. Tell me about your paws. Um, you know, she says they had no right to take my claws. I was not an aggressive cat. They didn't even give me a chance to get to know me. Now she does say blatantly that was not the right home for her. Not the right it was way too loud and busy and she just is a soft soul looking for a soft place to land, quite honestly. Kids not interested in kids. Um they don't understand me, she says. Alright, so is there any pain present time with your paws? Not anymore. She says just emotional pain. I feel like she says somebody took something from me without even asking. And I'm gonna acknowledge that you have every right to feel that way tia and with that said is there something we can do or say or something you want to say to get off your chest that will once and for all get that resentment because that's really what it is guys it's resentment towards that prior situation of the woman stealing her claws she says no i have nothing more to say to anybody on that she says it just is what it is i try to ignore it um and what about this low-grade infection uti infection um you know, tell me more. Is this possible? She says, no, I keep it as another way out. Hmm. She is keeping, choosing via her emotions. She is choosing to keep a couple doorways to death open. You know, the not eating, the becoming problematic with her bladder is a second yeah. way that she can, she can create full-blown, mm, feels like um, bacteria, especially in her bladder, when she wants to. Um, what? Why would you do this to yourself? She says, when I'm not happy, I just want out. What would create happiness and stability for you? A place to land that's my forever home, and everything else I already said. She's actually a very sweet individual, guys. I'm sure you know that. Um, yeah, she's
0: so special.
1: You know, have you guys considered keeping her, but telling I mean keeping her and being like you always have to keep a door closed between the dog you're concerned with and her and that just being the lifestyle does that would that even work for you guys
0: yeah it's just like part of the issue is that we are likely going back to England next year because our visa in Canada runs out oh Um, and that would mean her having to go on a long journey where I'm like 100% sure that she will have UTI a UTI by the time we get off the plane
1: gotcha Um,
0: there's also that she goes into kidney failure. It seems like she goes into a kidney failure stage and she can't keep anything down. And I don't, it, it does seem to be highly connected to emotions. It's whenever we go away, like if we go away for a day, she, when we come back, she cannot keep any food down. She's puking up everything and she has to be on fluids all the time. Um, there's also the issue that we do want to have children at some point and we know that that she would not be happy with that.
1: Okay, would you be happy if they had children? She says she can't even imagine what that would be like Yeah, that's so foreign of a concept for her. So do you understand why they they can't keep you especially because of that long trip? That you know, how would you feel about yeah, that would Potentially give her a heart attack is actually what I get Um, Okay, so when they go away you can't keep food down she says my emotions they just stir up like a cyclone you're right and she can't keep anything down because she why do you do this what goes on she goes into such um a pit of emotion well it's an emotional response it's it's not a physical nausea it is emotionally based emotionally started is there something they can do that would remind you that they'll be back so you can kind of hang out in calmness she says probably not um she's She's, uh, the universe is showing me this individual being, Tia, is kind of like stuck on a record player going round and round. It's like she doesn't, I mean, she's stable right now, but she's not a being who can jump off the record player and improve to, right now anyway, improve to any great lengths. Um, let me just ask the universe, universe, please. Truth, are there any doors we can open for Tia that allows something? Wonderful and beautiful and that's of service for her and everybody else involved for the grace and highest good that we can say or offer or bring her away Um, okay yeah the two of you guys saying out loud now and in the days ahead out loud to her that unconditional love is so soothing so I'm going to say that to her directly to model it for you Tia unconditional love is so soothing and when you if you can unconditionally love yourself and unconditionally love others and allow others to love you in the best way they know how. Love can heal you, your emotional state, and your body if you would be willing to let it. She says, Oh, I know all about love. I had it once. So, what if that love still exists? Love is an energy that is so powerful. It doesn't leave, it just maybe changes form or changes frequency. She says, I feel the love from my prior person. Can you feel the love from your fosters? She says yes, but they hold that one of you guys is holding yourself back from loving her fully because you know she's eventually going to be leaving, is what Tia tells me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're probably doing that to protect yourself. I get that. I foster dogs, too, now and then. Um, But with that said, when I asked her, what do you need? She says, I just need love. Um, Modeling for her unconditional love, just loving her the best way you know how in every day that she's with you, even if in the end she ends up getting, you know, rehomed to another foster or to another shelter situation, whatever it is. Um, Love her now, because all there is is now. And that's what this cat needs. And it will be a good model for her to consider if she wants to start unconditionally loving herself again that way because right now she's not doing it love for her comes from outside sources she gets it from people and if she doesn't get it she feels dark and alone and like hanging out in a room by herself Um, that's what it feels like internally she feels very alone even if the lights are on in the house and there's you know other pet company that doesn't satisfy it so love love this cat the best way you guys know how and I mean, whatever ends up happening with Tia, you know, my two cents would be, you know, it is what it is. um, But now, you guys all have now right now, and right now there is a space for love. Okay.
0: Do you know, does she know how long that she'll
1: live for? Let me ask, Tia, any awareness on how long you'll be in this body living? She says it depends on my circumstances. I'm so reactive to my circumstances, and I know that way about me. Um, she says so no I really don't Um, she does feel that her body is weak and tired um, more so than when she first came to you so there is that Um, when I asked does that play a role in answering this question she says no other than letting you know she says that I probably can't put myself through too many more uh, upheavals Um, going to the vet She rolls her eyes at that whole scenario. She hates (laughs) going to the vet. Um, She knows that they're going to, she says, pump her body full of fluids. Um, And when I asked her, how do you feel about that? She says, well, I just act listless. So it's like she kind of, she gives up, but see the vitality of the nutrition and the fluids bring back or force more energy into her body. And it's like, oh, I'm I'm alive again. It's like she comes back to life a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is kind of disappointing to her. But, you know, once she's back with you gals, it's kind of like she reverts back to normal mode. Tia is very... Um, she hangs out on... She walks a, 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 a tightrope pole where she's doing this balancing act that's very precarious. It's like she could fall on the, you know, one side or the other to represent. She could once again open the door to her closet and she was a death root um, very easily so just kind of know that's that's where she is emotionally, doesn't mean that's where she'll be tomorrow, it is where she's been for a while but after this conversation I've seen animals shift and think about things in new ways and change and offering her unconditional love which is, that's such a powerful energy, it may on some level create healing for her that has been unable to happen up to this point in time so ah. Uh, I'm not sure what else to offer you gals um you know she's just she's just in this state of mind that she can slip into depression easily and that's where she is right now
0: (laughs) do you feel that there's any um supplements that we can give you to make you feel in your body that you don't go into depression like is it an imbalance in in your body that that we can help supplement to stop you from so easily going into depression, or is it 100% emotional?
1: She says it's 100% emotional. Um, With that said, there are flower essences. Are you guys familiar with those at all? Yeah. Okay, Rescue Remedy is a well-known one, but there are many others. Let me ask you, so Tia, would you be open to a flower essence, which is balanced energy that could be offered, you know, pet onto your fur, put in you know, a drinking water, it's pretty tasteless, where it would offer you balanced energy that if you chose, you could actually latch onto and allow it to be your guide to rebalancing yourself. She says, I know all about that. I used to be an energy worker. I used to do healing on my person. Okay, great. So if you were, would you receive one, a flower essence or two? She, she says she would. She, and going to ask her, what kind of flower essence? If you could have any kind of flower essence, what kind of descriptor would you want? One that would make me happy again, and that would dissolve my grief. Okay, guys. So um, I'll look up a couple for you, and um, give me 24 hours to do that. I want to do energetic reads on ones for one for grief and one for happiness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tia, anything else as we close? We are at time, my friend. She says thanks for listening to me, and tell the girls to love me unconditionally. I want nothing more than that. Even if I can't stay with them forever, she says, this body, my body, needs love. I've been missing out on it and depriving myself of it so much. She says, I want that, and she brings back that Grinch image of the little heart growing bigger. She wants that to happen for herself, but she can't do it on her own. You guys have to be the catalysts for her by starting her out, offering her unconditional love. Then maybe she says, I could latch on to that and grow it myself
0: okay thank you very much you
1: You are welcome both of you so thank you tia and the other two animals have already disconnected so i thank them as well just they'll hear that eventually um and yeah very good so becky i'll send you a a paypal money request for the additional half an hour just twenty dollars again and i'll get you the recording in 24 hours or less i'll send it to your email
0: Thank you so much. It's
1: been amazing. Yeah, you're welcome. And if you ever feel like for your other future fosters, you want to do this again, I'd be very happy to work with you gals. Thank
0: you very much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. All right. You take care. All right. Bye bye for now. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question
0: for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?